You're listening to a Countout Podcast. Well, what is up, guys? This is Lauren with another episode of Your Dose of Death podcast. As always, I'm joined by my good, dear co-host, Mike Servino. Um, we really are just rolling with a bunches today. Um, our original plans kind of fell through, but hey, as the great Daniel DeMonto said, we got to roll with the punches. Got to roll with the punches. Um, so we're really just kind of going on a whim here. We've basically been conversing for the last hour trying to figure this out. But hey, I got my wine. Yeah, we're gonna shoot the shit. Uh, do it off the cuff. Bring you guys a bit of a different episode than our. Um, yeah, I mean, um, as you guys know, I was at ICW No Holds Barred in Chicago. Um, actually, got a few little stingers here and there from some tubes. Right. Um, amazingly, I didn't like. I funny enough, I like bled a little bit, but I didn't like to the point where it was like down the leg it was just like little like it's almost like a zit did you take advil though before you went no you got it if you take advil bro and you get like a little nick you'll pour out remember cage of survival how bad (laughs) that's because i I took an advil i I don't do that yeah my my blood was so thin man yeah (laughs) that you got bandaged up and they're like oh yeah that's how you you get a death match is take advil um, but no, I, I got a, a few little stingers, but nothing real crazy. Um, really was happy though. I took some awesome clips as Mike's already seen. Yeah. Um, Thank you for that. Yeah. I mean, I literally watched, I was like basically one of the best seats in the house right near the entrance area. You got the, you got the Kings road filming clip area. Exactly. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yes. It's funny. Dane was like, you have a great seat after show one. And I'm like, yeah, I'm right over there. He's like, Oh, he thought he gave me a different seat, but I'm like, you give me the perfect seat. I don't care. Man. The best seat to anybody taking video clips is opposite hard cam. Well, opposite hard cam, but like near the entrance area too, if you want good entrance clips. Well, I do at GCW and I got to yell at this. I'm sorry, everybody, but like, I'll, I'll just run to the entrance and then I'll run. Back. <laughs> like, Yeah, so, I know. Yeah. I, I always like see you running around and I'm like, oh, hey, there's my buddy Mike running around. Yeah, because I realized like the entrance videos like get a lot of views. People like those. So yeah, I'll take I... them and they're easy. They're no risk. There's no blood. So I'm not going to, the video's not going to get taken. <laughs> yeah, it's just an easy thing to do. Right. Um... But, uh, yeah, I will be in the crossfire, I hope. Oh, you'll be ICW in the cross. Show. You'll be at No Holds Bar 32. I, I'm I, there front row um, with Justin, and uh, we are, we're going to be getting hit with tubes. I'm going <coughs> to risk it all again. Yeah, you're going you're gonna to try to get the TJ Tony D effect where he gets, like, nothing. The man, like, he gets literally. nothing anywhere slides. I <laughs> <laughs> I'll, be, I'll be with Tony this week, and I'll be like, what's your secret, man? What is your secret? It's the slacks. It's the slacks, isn't it? Um. But yeah, no, it was good shows. I'm really happy with the Neil Diamond Cutter promo I filmed. Um, if you haven't seen that, go check it out on Kings Road Wrestling on Instagram. It's already up to, as I look today, it's like 930 likes with like 19 comments on it. For which one? The Neil Diamond Cutter promo. Okay, he did great. 
yeah like i mean and just i i haven't been able to like go on air and talk about that that process but i'll kind of give you guys a behind the curtain kind of deal so um neil had messaged me because he had told me that he was going to be back with icw and he was going to do the match with carver and i had no idea he's like i want to make it a stip and i'm like what stip are you thinking and he's like, I want to do like a, a, a tribute to Marcus Crane, like a Dream Eater, Death Eater, Death Match. I think that originally it was going to be Dream Eater, Death Match. Wasn't it uh, Dream Eater? It, no, Larry pronounced it as Death Eater, Death Match. Okay. Um, but so he's like, I, I want, like, I'm getting a riot shield from a fan. I want someone to recreate the Devil's Big Red Dick, which is where I came in. And I'm like, I'm gonna, I'll go get, I'm going to get tubes for the show. I'll just leave them for you. And so we literally, I just, I came to the venue early. I was in the pouring rain. It was like, it was just after noon there. And it was in the rain. I'm, I'm like walking. Cause I didn't want to leave my car. Like just carry these what already like heavy light tubes. And so, I mean, I mind you, I got a 10 pack along with a two pack. So like 12 light tubes. And I, the day before I actually went to party city to get the balloons that you saw for the dick. So yeah, um, yeah. Literally, I just went in there. Murdoch was actually the first one who saw me, and he's like, "Hey, buddy, how you doing?" And he just points at Ryan's like, "Ryan, he's got tubes." And Weapons Master Ryan's like, "Put him at the bench." But Neil actually called me on like Facebook, and he's like, "Hey, where are you?" And we met up, and I just brought the tubes over to him, brought everything over. Um went our separate ways he he was getting stuff ready he was helping set up the chains and um me and him for the first show he was like he was telling me was like oh like if you want to come to the locker room and like make sure i'm okay after the match you can do that like ryan already knows who you are i'm like i don't need to come back to the locker room because if you've been to summit park the locker room literally was a step like a little room like mm-hmm. where the curtain was like right next to the curtain like the curtain like expanded yeah, out the, into the lobby. That's our ballroom too. The locker room's right there. And I accidentally stumbled in on it to find <laughs> tape for someone that got cut. Yeah. And I walk in and Tremont's like just looking at me. Danny's looking at me. I'm like, I'm sorry. I'm bye. <laughs> <laughs> but so the night went on. And um, as you saw, I literally saw the Marcus Crane chance for when Carver came out with the big red dick. And, um, I'm not going to say who it is, but I saw Carver unmasked for the very first time. Nice. Like I, I put two and two together. Um, he's a dapper fellow. I'll say that. I'll say he's a dapper fellow. Okay. Um, but um, I was really happy to see Carver. Carver had the awesome Marcus Crane jacket. He had, like, he was really, I didn't know that Carver had trained under Marcus until Neil told me. So both of them really had a lot of emotional stake in that match. And so um, match went on. They killed it. Um, I, I was really happy with how everything went. Neil had the, the light tube riot shield. I don't know how he got the clown mask. I, I'm not too sure actually how I got the clown mask. I have he, to ask him. somebody, uh, Ryan Drinkwater. Oh, Ryan Drinkwater. Okay. Well, shout out to Ryan Drinkwater for getting him that mask. That was really awesome to see that. Uh, but the two of them really hit it off. Like I, I thought this was personally Carver's best match. 
And another, yeah, this is just another, sure. this is just another feather in the cap for Neil. We already know his legacy. Um, and so match ends. I'm like going to the back. Everyone's like, uh, like I'm like hugging near the locker room, but I'm not like in it. Like Darren McCarty and Tommy Vendetta see me and they're like, and I see Sean P who of course has been a, uh, guest on this podcast rough sean p or spo i should say and he just looks at me he's like he's fat like he's good and um neil comes out like just bloodied up like just like no shit's given and everyone's like oh yeah neil fuck yeah and i, I just give him like the biggest hug after that match but we, we both yeah. kind of shed a tear after that because and then you filmed the promo right then we filmed the promo funny story though because of course he saw his head was still bleeding because i had to get my flash on and he's like can you like put the light over to see if like it's still like a hard red hard red like it was it was bad and i'm just like yeah that's why you had that's what happens when you take a gusset to the head like that and he took the gusset clean he did some they both did some crazy shit including just a a splash not into the ring but But outside of it outside of the ring neil's crazy yeah. uh ooh, with red tubes too the fucking paint the, 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 big, the, the big the big red dick tube and apparently like from you know affidavits of uh of current death match wrestlers that's not really good because it gets in your bloodstream no I, i've, I've heard it all I've on the line yeah. they went all out and uh screwed it screw it and they did an awesome job i, I liked really it i liked it from the minute they came out i thought this was an awesome match um I I think they did it right. Um, unfortunately, GCW when they tried to do their tribute match, well, they injuries, then last minute schedulings. Control. Yeah, um, but this was really done well, um, and it was a surprise. It kind of like no one really expected it. It was cool. Oh, uh, there were only maybe about at least five, six of us that really knew that this was going to happen. Like we really try to keep this as low key as possible. Because we wanted it to be a surprise to people. And so I, the minute Carver came out, I couldn't really hold the surprise anymore. I was like, I'm starting a Marcus Crane chant. You all see me on IWTV starting the Marcus Crane chant. So now you all know and everyone's got in on it. And um, I, like me and Carver made eye contact while that happened. And he had, like, I could tell he was smiling under the mask too. You could yeah, tell. You gotta. Yeah, and it was I'm, just, it was I'm... funny. It was funny because I was filming it and I started. And he just like looks at me. He's like, "Yep, he knows." I hate when that happens. Like when you're filming and, and the wrestler looks at you, and then you kind of like smile down. Like, yeah, it's like a little awkward, but well, um, but it was it was a touching moment. And I mean, for sure. And I um, had my own experience with this whole <laughs> a Marcus Crane thing. Um, I was I was at the the show for New Year's a couple of days after he passed away, and they had a whole tribute. Yeah. The whole night was dedicated to him, and you know we had Marcus Chance. And Atlantic City, and that just goes to show the legacy of Marcus from Atlantic mm-hmm. City to Chicago to California, uh, just a true trendsetter, trailblazer in the deathmatch uh, world. And um, so I've talked about it before in public um, on this podcast before you were co-host. I did a kind of like a special goodbye message to Marcus. You can guys can go back and listen to it. Um, but to me, um, I, I don't know if many people know the story. I don't even think I've told you this, but the very first time me and Marcus quote unquote interacted was through my dear friend, Nick Hausman, who uh, many of you know, who works through Russell Inc and 
does stuff with them. Mm-hmm. Um, him and Marcus became very good friends. When Marcus got hurt, um, Nick was trying to raise money for his medical expenses. And one of those things he did, and this is how me and Nick first met, was a, it was a Royal Rumble watch party. This was back in 2019. And um, I had won the 50-50 raffle. So I, it was an $80 pot. And so $40 went to Marcus's medical expenses. Okay. And I tweeted at Marcus, like, I'm just happy I can do anything for you. And Mark and Marcus really appreciated the pleasantries. And it, like, I felt that bond ever since. Um, I've had the great pleasure of being in the same room as him, talking to him. Um, we never talked about wrestling. We never, ever really, or we maybe we talked a little bit, but it was always just about how's life. Um, now that I think back on it, the, yeah. the times that I spoke to him, we never talked about wrestling either. Yeah. He just, just he, he never, he, so he never really, he loved wrestling, but he never really wanted to talk about outs, like outside of it. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. He was just interesting, man. Just he interesting. was an interesting guy. And I mean, as someone from Chicago, I didn't really know like Chicago death match guys, guys who represent the city represented a genre that wasn't really represented enough of the city. Marcus was that guy. He will remain that guy for the rest of the time. I mean, we've had guys from like Neil Diamond Cutter, East St. Louis, Illinois. I mean, we've had guys, Vic Capri did a death match, but Marcus was really the pinnacle of like Chicago death match. I mean, he represented the city better than I think anyone ever imagined. And he, he did it in his own way. And that's what made him so incredible. Um, I, I, I still, to this day, credit Marcus for one of the reasons I'm doing what I'm doing now. I, I wouldn't be here mm-hmm. without Marcus. And I mean, getting to honor him as best as I could, as best as any of us could, because really it was almost like a sense of closure for me. I didn't really have a way to contribute to help others like Marcus would. And um, I know there was a lot of people who were really, really happy with the way that went. And that made me happy in my own sense. And sorry if I'm a little emotional, but Marcus meant an absolute world. Like he, one of my last conversations with him before he passed away was um, when he was in the middle of his recovery from the surgery. And he was like, me and you got to get a drink at exit, the bar he used to work at in the city. And he's like, just remember, if you're going to come out drinking with me, you're not driving. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I just remember that moment. And um, it's it's one of the last times I remember talking to Marcus. Um, My last time I saw him was um, when he was at the H2O Center. Training under Trema. Yeah. This was at ISW. And um, he was like showing off his boots to me. He was like, fuck, he was screwing around with me, like doing like kung fu kicks with me and all that. It just, it's just the Marcus I remember. And I'm, I'm just happy that um, me, Neil Carver, and several others got to share this moment together because we didn't get to have that type of, I mean, yes, GCW in Chicago, I, I did share in that moment. And for a lot, there, not a lot of the fans there really knew Marcus like I did. This is more like a deathmatch heavy crowd, you know. Exactly. Not, these are these are like lifers who yeah. enjoy the genre. Like back then, this is no offense to anybody who comes to GC shows for Chicago. I just didn't feel the same sentiment. And I mean, in the match tried its best, Alex tried his best, Jimmy tried his best. It's just 
Nate Webb getting hurt really was unfortunate because yeah. Nate was a guy who really was instrumental with Marcus in his yeah. later years. Angel always Angel Metro shout out to Angel go follow her and support shout out to Angel. Um, yeah, she always references on uh, Instagram how <clears throat> Marcus like loved Nate Webb and Nate's awesome. Um, yeah, I was fortunate enough to see his 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 final match, which isn't even listed on Cage Match. If you go look at it, it's not. Oh, even- at um at uh, Destiny. Yeah, he came out and did a real uh, a rumble. Him and Schlack, him and Schlack um, did that awesome finisher. I spoke to him like at the Trenton Stadium, and I always think back that like I really regret not getting a picture with him there because I just didn't want to bug it. I don't know, it wasn't wasn't on my mind. And now after that, I always it's, it's one of those I always things, want to get pictures yeah. with people. You know, um, I'm lucky enough. My Twitter profile picture is still of me and Marcus at replay. This was, um, again, through my good friend, Nick Hausman, who um, he was setting up a, um, he was setting up the one AW Rampage for a start. And we did like a watch party. And he was asking me how everything was going. He was like, yeah, like, it's really good. I, we start, he like won my opinion on certain death matches. And he was like, you know, Marcus is coming tonight. And I'm, I like my, I like literally was like, wait, seriously? Like, you're telling me this now? Like he like he was like, yeah, like he set it up like Marcus, he wanted Marcus to come out. So um so it was pretty funny when Marcus came. I gave, I gave him like the biggest hug. Like I literally treated him like a brother. So that profile picture of me and him on Twitter, I don't know if I'll ever change that. I don't know if I'll ever change that. I don't know if I ever will. Um but enough about that. I mean, we could talk about Marcus Green for freaking days. I mean, literally mm-hmm. moments about moments, but um, the mystery show, by the way, was a nice, smooth six card, sh- six match card, nice and quick. Didn't feel like anything was really too long, but that main event, I was so freaking uncomfortable during that main event with yeah, Slack rule making it. And okay, I'm gonna tell everyone a story here. Sadika is not. I, I, I have taken back everything I've said about Sadika. <laughs> but li- but listen, there's a reason why. So I'm waiting in line to get in, the, like, to doors. And so some of the wrestlers are coming in. So, like, I saw, like, Hoodfoot and Tommy Vendetta, Oren. And I see Sadika, who's in her mask. This woman is freaking shaking our hands. She, I'm like, is this the freaking president? Like shaking hands, I want. There was a baby there, and she kissed. I would have lost my mind. I would have lost my mind. She's taking a photo of us. She's like nodding her head, like shaking our hands. I'm like, you could kill us right now. And she's just like smiling. She's like, thank you for coming. And this, I'm like, I'm like, my heart rate like went up like several notches. I'm like, oh my Mm -hmm. god. Yeah, I'm a little bit scared of her and Mickey. I I I don't want to piss either of them off. Okay, I call her Mama Mickey, but she has told me to refrain from that, so I call her Auntie Mickey now. Yeah, she's Auntie, but she killed Auntie Mickey. Me. Yeah. She killed both of us. Um, um, listen, if you want to go back and know how crazy Mickey Knuckles is, there is an interview way near the beginning of Your Dose of Death's Inception that was still to this day one of the craziest interviews I've ever done in my life. Zoom call while she's getting ready for WrestleMania weekend of last year. Well, at Walmart and then Qdoba. So that's great. It was one of the greatest things I've ever done. Uh-huh. 
Um, but Dude, this, really, um, yeah, this, this was made a bonkers. This four-way death match between Cruel, Mickey Knuckles, Sadiq, and, Sh- and Schlack. And Cruel and Schlack were just like eyeing each other the first three minutes of this thing. Whenever you add Schlack, and I've been to one of these like four or six-way matches with him involved in it at the H2O Center, it was oh. unbelievably off the chain. Like, you know what you're getting into. Like, this is going to be just like, you can't keep your eyes in one place. And that's what this was. It was, uh, I can't imagine being there. The videos, oh. I don't even know how I'm going to post these because they're too violent. <laughs> I got this. I, I can't post this, but I, I've, I've sent it to you. It's this great clip, and I'll just describe it for everyone. It's Mickey after the match. You know what clip I'm talking about now? Yeah, she's, she's bloody. <laughs> yeah. No, she's like, so God bless Mickey's family that shows up to every show of hers to bring her like the, the pink rosé tequila shots. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, the shooters. The shooters. So, first of all, I was literally carrying Mickey's sunglasses for the entire match because she was flailing them, and I just happened, they happened to touch my feet uh-huh. mid-entrance. So I'm like, oh, I'm just chilling. So I see, like, her family members, and I'm like, listen, this is her glasses, and they have this cooler of, like, 10 of these shooters. It was like Ted is a little cooler, and Mickey's like, "Bring him here," and she's like, she's literally like opening them with her mouth and like downing them. So I sent you that clip, and I'm like, "Oh my lord!" There was a picture also that Dan Radomski posted, and it's just her uh, in the ring, like just downing a shooter. It's just so bloody. I took a clip of one of those. Yeah, and I'm just like sitting there. I'm like, I'm like right in front of that. So I'm just sitting there like, oh my lord, this is what I walked into. Yeah, um, if you want, if you want a wild, uh, just unpredictable match, then this one I would definitely go back oh. and watch. Um, I'm gonna say another match that I don't think gets enough appreciation, and I mean, most of this show was kind of, it had its moments, but Orin Tommy Vendetta was really, was really good. I am on like I'm on a big uh or invite kick right now and yes, yes, just, like going are. through all his matches and highly <laughs> a lot of them and um this is another yeah, one to Warren, add Warren's my uh favorite of the month probably right now flavor of the month bro um th- but here's the thing that made this really good and um i'm gonna mention Stephen a here for a second because steven has been a critic of guys jumping up at one after a big move Mm-hmm. Orn and Tommy did this perfectly when Orn put Tommy into that chair uh, contraption and literally is so Tommy's going for their Orn's going for the pin. They get up at one, but they go straight to the finish. They don't waste like three minutes. They didn't do any of that. Like, this is how you do a match if you're going to, like, actually, like, hit the top of the match and then go right to the finish. Yeah, I like when Alex does it. Um, yeah, so they, they executed it well. It can uh, backfire or it can really ignite the crowd. This really ignited the crowd. Yeah. The crowd really popped. Time Vendetta was one of my MVPs of those shows, by the way. That they is did well. I think, I think Orin did extremely well, too. Um, I mean, for one match, and I mean, um, that tope that Tommy did, was like right in front of me, so I kind yeah, of right like, when the match started, boom, hot start. I couldn't get a clip because I was so nervous that if like they ran to me, I would 
fall over. Well, dude, that's not fun. Like I, I'm always I, in the front row and like I'm scared of the I'm more scared of the topes and the front flips than the tubes to be yeah, honest. I I'm the same way because like Tommy, like I I like so Oren's like, yeah, let's get hyped, Chicago. And Tommy's like running at us. And I'm like, yeah, oh my god, I'm getting the hell out of the way. I got run into by Cyclope and uh oh yeah. <laughs> and Alex, Alex, and both of them, bam! And uh, yeah, that was like. I remember uh, one time when uh, this you weren't here, but this was at a March show. Okay. Oh, okay. Came out with a door, and we we're all like just like talking, like shooting the shit in the front row. And Blake comes. Oh, was this the Briscoes Blake match? Yeah, not. Uh, yeah, he did it with Biff and the Briscoes. Yeah. Okay, with Biff as well. Okay, yeah, because Blake Christian's been like, oh yeah, I'm just gonna eat on this door, mm-hmm. whatever um also okay um bev and otis was reckless as fuck i like <laughs> which which i like uh okay the what, bev was another bev guy did. the bev nobody, was another guy who did good nobody in 2022 throws tubes like the bev he just eats them as hard as he can at people it's awesome um that match so they did the thumbtack bat stuff and one thumbtack, like, it didn't, like, poke me, but it, like, went, in, like, it went into my shirt. Like, okay. it, 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 it didn't poke me, but, like, I, like, I felt something, like, it was, it was, like, hanging on my shirt, like, my shirt tucked it in. Got it. And, like, I'm, like, oh, so they went, Yeah, they were swinging hard, both of they them. They swung really hard. Otis was <laughs> balls to the wall intense. The Bev is just... Oh my lord! Yeah, he's brutal, bro. I um, will say he he knows how to. The ladies fall head over heels for that man. Dude, I love the Bev. I'm uh, everybody loves the Bev. Robert he Beverage. threw the tubes as hard as he could, a bundle at Otis's arm, and you could see oh, the video that you sent me. Yeah. It hit and it immediately started bleeding. It was like yeah, insane. it was yeah, yeah. He really hits hard. Um. He had a good match with Dale, though, the late the night show. Well, if he get a couple hard tube throwing with hard hits, like hard punches, and yeah. I think he'd be sick. Just the Bev, if you ever listen to this, just lay into people. Robert Beverage. <laughs> listen to us, Bev. Robert Beverage. Um, but yeah, no, that was a good one. Um, yeah, it was just really good. Um, Another great story from that, and I have to give this guy a shout. You've seen my Instagram posts, and you already know, but Darren McCarty listens to this show and gave us the most excellent, honest opinions. Darren, and okay, as an actual hockey fan, this guy as my in my childhood was the bane of my existence as a Blackhawks fan. I mean, Chicago-Detroit, that's like the rivalry of all rivalries. This dude instigated all Hawks players. He was a jerk. He was a goon, as most hockey fans know. But one of the absolute sweetest people in the wrestling business right now. There is not a better. I mean, you're you know how like with wrestling, there's always like they're always looking for crossover people, people who come from a different sport or a different discipline, a celebrity or so. Like yeah. Darren McCarty is Deathmatch Wrestling's crossover star person. Yeah, it's cool to have that in Deathmatch. Like, you don't see many guys really waving the Deathmatch flag that are not in like he is. Like, 
And he literally told me, like, he likes the fact that me and you both know what we're talking about. We watch the shows, like, and I'm, like, sitting there, I'm, like, trying not to, like, cry over this. I'm, like, shit, Darren McCarty, a guy who I've known for years as an NHLer, is telling me that he likes my podcast. I'm, like, shit. Like, this is, like, fanboy moment for me. Yeah, it's cool, dude. And um, he was super nice. Him and um, Tommy, great dudes. That Detroit car, there was a few guys in that Detroit car. Um, shout out MM3, shout out Tommy, shout out Darren. That Detroit car, I'm going to actually, um, fun story, I'm going to be in Detroit for Horror Slam um, come September 9th. So if you are in the Detroit area, say hello. I'll be there on Joel Bateman's behalf, as well as York and Jordan Sampson's, of course, so pretty much the DMDU contingent. Um but yeah, the, 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 that Detroit, that Detroit area has got some some ballsy deathmatch guys. I gotta tell you, mm-hmm. definitely, definitely. Um, but yeah, that was uh, that was a cool story. Thank you, Darren. Yeah, yeah, thank you, Darren. I mean, well, Darren, if you're listening, we'll definitely have you on in the near future. I'll I'll, I'll reach out and make sure that happens because we'd love to have you on. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Um, and I also, I mean, considering the fact that three of us are all connected in a way since we all sponsored Joel Bateman's last tour. Yeah. So we have to make that happen for everyone's sake. Definitely. Um, what else? I mean, yes, there were some unruly fans. Yes. They were dealt with. Yes. They have been to multiple shows and nothing's been done about them before. I'm not trying to be mean. It's just, it happens. Um, yeah, what did we say earlier before we came on yeah, here. We shout, like, shout out to Struggles, by the way, for literally being the man mid-show and talking to them, telling them to calm the hell down. As a wrestling fan, you get one drunk pass where you could fuck up and be an idiot for the night, and then like you gotta shape up after that. No, you know? like, like <laughs> but like there wasn't just one, there was like a good four. There was four of these guys, or as Ron and Struggles called them, mutants. Well, this, uh, this is what I always say, dude. To people. ICW is like a party when you go. It's, it's a party, fun. but like it's hard gotta, to not have like a blast and like yeah, like, but like there's partying. But then when you're having me told to calm yourself down, yeah, that's not really a party. It's like really shit, bro. People, it's like it's it's crazy when you go to the one of these. If you haven't like, gone to the whole bar, go. Oh, go, of course, but just don't be the dude looking like a fool with his Hawaiian shirt unbuttoned all the way down, trying to look like a supermodel. I wonder in if he's Chicago. gonna go. I don't know, dude. And I don't care. Yeah, I, whatever. Have a beer and then have a water and then a beer, you know. Control yourself as you well. Go back say. and forth, and then you can get real drunk when you get home, you know. <laughs> exactly like i don't i don't need to see people bust the tube over their head which in fact happened and i'm just gonna leave it at that um have you ever done that no not like at home or anything no i don't You've never done that come no, on i'm not i'm not one of those i've done it though. twice i did it with a bundle that must have sucked it did suck yeah i cut my head um <laughs> but if you have a lot of hair it kind of oh the glass gets stuck in it there does. you gotta like uh, kind of, but if you're bald, which most oh, you're bald. guys are, you're just going to yeah. bleed. Yeah, yeah. like, I'm not going to do that. Uh, but, um, yeah, I mean, just saying, like, 
there's being a fan and then there's being what happened there. Just be mindful of everyone else around you. I literally, the Schlack Remington Roar match, this, this was a good match. That was, by the good, way. Match. That yeah, was a good, good match. That was a good match. That was um, really good. So Schlack was like leaving. And one of the few select Nikon poops. Who was, I'm not going to say who, but the one guy, he was just kind of stumbling around, had no idea where he was. He was like, yeah. Schlag like pushes him over. Get him him, like right into me. <clears throat> Excuse me. Like, yeah. I'm like, dude, you need to go back to where you're sitting. Like, uh, yeah. Yeah. I had to, I had to yell at people because they were trying to hold the, the razor boards during the Neil Marcus ma- or the Neil Carver match. Hold the razor board. I don't understand what no. you're saying. So you know there was the one part of the match where like they they had the razor boards, right? Okay, what were they doing with the? They were like ho- they were like they're helping Carver like put it on the corner, and then holding it for him to put Neil through. Like it's it, really it, neat. You're not a young boy. You're not in freedoms. Don't do no, that. No, like <laughs> but like it could have ended really bad if like one of those razor blades like flipped up and just bashed him in the head Dude, like, justin and i have made that on several occasions and yeah. it's kind of not worth it to be honest and i just People barely use it and it's kind of risky it, it, it was risky like they were like holding it but the hand by the tip i'm like do not hold it do not hold it i literally yelled i'm like do not hold it that it's not yeah, okay yeah. i don't want to make that anymore i'll make something for uh newark uh because the last time i made a dowel bat maybe i'll make an even bigger dowel bat <laughs> make a bigger dowel, make a dowel bat uh yeah i'll make something crazy but Dude, uh, whenever i want to make something i'll just watch like an, an early 2000s big japan match and always has something stupid there and it's like oh that's cool like they had like a, a pyramid i want to make a uh, okay pyramid. oh <laughs> and like two pyramids those yeah, are crazy yeah. i remember um no holds bar two akira reed they had like a freaking cube they had like a yes. cube. that was like akira's his coming out party match today i think that was his coming out party yeah it still holds up it's still good it's a i good was gonna match. say that's a match that really holds up but yeah um also as you guys know me mike and rafe are gonna sit down for faces and feels and do our the post event results um i believe rafe is gonna be tallying up everyone's score um as you already know, though, congrats, Hoodfoot, and winning battle of the tough guys. Um, none of no, all three of us did not have Hoodfoot winning. Yeah, but, we did but not, I but I think but, uh, the closest was Rafe had the Bev in the finals. He had the Bev in the finals, so he was the closest. But we'll see how it tallies up and who's gonna donate to where. Um, thank you guys for listening in on that. If you haven't listened to it yet, go on over to Faces and Feels podcast. Um, was a great fun time, but can't wait to have Mike on there. I believe we're gonna. Well, I actually got to know him after. Yeah, he's really cool. We've been talking. I love, I love Rave, and, and he's uh, a, he's a coworker for the Countdown Network too. So he's got some good stuff on um, over on his faces of feels. Yeah, the feels is great, but also shout out to him and Curtis who do Okada Okada shorts that they literally just finished up their extensive G wondering series which was oh, the, yeah. they oh, covered yeah, the entire g1 climax yeah that's that's a hard thing to do um they did honest, it i only watched i didn't really watch the battle of the tough guys that much because uh i went on stream with alex and steven and they were like we're gonna watch no holds barred and then we got there and then they were like 
and I was assuming it was ICW, and then they're like, oh, we're watching the movie with Hulk Hogan. And I was like, <laughs> so by the time that ended, I was like, I'm so tired. And then yeah. I didn't even know what I was doing on Sunday. I got to get um, around to it. I did watch the Chicago stuff. Um, and uh, well, they had, they had a GCW show the same. Yes, Chicago. yes, yes, yes. Um, and I got to say, with that whole Atlanta show, I, I like that Hunter Freeman guy. He's big. I didn't realize how tall he was. He looks like just a, a redneck that you'd run into in Alabama that'll like wreck your shit up. Like he'll just yeah, like he he, looks cool. I, I I will say the no selling of the light tubes was a little interesting. It was it was a choice. Mm-hmm. Him no selling, I'm like maybe maybe sell it a little bit just a teeny bit bro he's massive though but like he is big so it's like okay like i get it dude he got cut in the he, i thought he did well with cologne he really. did he i mean again it's it's interesting people are like oh cologne has his best matches with experienced guys his track record with guys who have have done their first death match is pretty damn good too yeah yeah i, I think he's uh just so good. I think he, he knows so how to control the dance. And that's that's so key with some of these death matches because there's guys who apparently don't know how to like take the lead. Dude, people continue to say online he's overrated. No, he's not. Dude, he you know, it's more than just having bleeding a lot and hitting no, two. It, it's, it's timing. It's, it's timing, psychology. it's technicality, there's it, it's wrestling. experience. He's got all of that, bro, and 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 he's the most consistent. Like I, I think Cologne is. I will say as ever. So I will say this year, for the most part, was a down year. But I will say Cos has turned the tide for him. Oh yeah, Cos turned the tide. It's a down year, but he's still having. But he's still having good matches. So like that's just a test to how good he is. Like I I do think the first two Murdoch matches were long were. They both had their weird about them. But then COS was like, we're hitting the ball running on this. Like, we're we're not screwing this up. And they didn't screw it up at all. Like, they really went out. And, and then, of course, partner. and then he went on and had a match with Rena. Went on and had a match with Hunter Freeman. Hell, the match with Cole Radrick in St. Louis is really good, too. I like that match, too. I know some people. Uh, I, I, think, I think people were more concerned about Cole's well-being with that match. And I think that kind of derailed it, but yeah, again, him and Alex, yeah. they hit it out of the park. Like it's, it's it's this is normal. This is this is a walk in the park for Alex Cologne. And I mean, we're just witnesses. I mean, there are guys like Eric Ryan who I will say about his chains weekend, it wasn't per se the best weekend he had. I thought the the dog collar match was a very interesting stip ID, which Again, I'm glad ICW no holds barred that stiffs. I just wish there was more to it instead of just a dog collar and a Taipei death match. I'm done with Taipei. Like Taipei death, like it, bro. I, I don't. It's it's really hard to get a good Taipei death match out these days, and many many guys just don't really know the aspects of it. Honestly, if you're gonna do a Taipei death match, and I'm gonna say this, and I know there'll be people that be like, oh no. Watch Ian versus Axel Rod. Yeah, what do you mean? That's a classic, though. Who knows? People will say what they want. That's Ian the Ron. best Taipei ever. But so, that yeah. is. That's what I'm saying. Like, just watch that. That's like fundamentals. And um, 
it was good. Like Eric is still leagues better than most guys. It's well, true. I would say like what I said about Alex with the timing and all that psychology, all the combination that makes him great. I would say Eric's pretty close to that as well. In my opinion. Yes, I agree I as Eric well. Extremely, extremely. Um, also, Eric is a very selfless man. He was, he was dishing out forks to people. Um, he literally gave, you were the little girl who was at the no holds bar show, the night show in Chicago. Mm-hmm. So Eric's like dishing out forks to her. There was a fan from Japan, apparently that I had no idea. He apparently came like with gifts for like Akira and Neil like he got a fork from Eric. I was like, holy shit. Yeah, but like I you, Eric is like the slyest person in the room. He's like, he does like the backhand like baton toss of the forks to people. You ever see that? He's just like, Yeah, I, he does like uh here's the fork. Mm-hmm. It's hilarious. And I was like, him and Akira. Okay, I kind of have some, I don't want to say that it was bad. I don't want anyone to think that. I actually like here's I liked it, but I thought, but the problem is is with acoustics and venues, I had no idea what Eric was saying. Okay. And so it's very like muffled. It's a it's a gymnasium. So but I thought the timing of when Eric was cutting that promo and then Akira beating him was really bizarre. It just ended flat. It didn't end the way I thought it would. And I, I was like, oh, yeah, Eric's doing the heel thing where, like, oh, cut a promo, then lose. He did that with Casey. But it just, this was just not it. I would have rather Eric cut the promo, keep bashing Akira with the tubes, and then Akira roll him up. That's what I would have rather done instead of Akira doing some weird teep kick with a tube to the chest. It just it, it just it didn't seem right to me. I don't know. Sometimes the mic's off and it just screws it up. Yeah, and I I'm fine with what Eric's doing on this heel run. I just didn't like the execution of it was all. And so, but another guy, yeah, Eric is really almost should have been the three time king of the death match this year. Uh-huh. Just saying. Um, what else? Um. I mean, yeah, no holds bar coming up. I got the sh- I got the Chicago shows coming up. Yeah, you I got, got a lit weekend. Art, I got Art of War. Um, I I wanted to go to this, but I just uh, I only traveled for one show so far this year. I'm um, and trying to get to Japan, so unfortunately, I'm not going to be there. But Lauren will be there. I'll be there. I'll be there. Um, you may or may not see a certain wrestler wear a podcast shirt, which you can still buy on Deathmatch Worldwide. You can still buy our stuff on the Countout um, merch shop as well. Um, so be on the lookout for that. Um, yeah, no, the Art of War match, which is what we have been contractually told to call it, because apparently last year did not matter. <laughs> Wink, wink. Thanks. <laughs> um, but anyways, the Art of War match, of course. Um, we got um, Al- Bussy, Alley Catch, Effie, the Briscoes defending the belts, Los Macisos, um, the Mega Bastards. 
Yeah, bro. I love that team. <laughs> that's like they made me laugh. They made me laugh. That's like my new favorite uh, tag team. Did, did I ever tell you what I tweeted when Cologne and Murdoch first came out? What did you say? I was like, did John, how much did John Wayne Murdoch pay you to wear that flannel? Yeah, that was great. That was like, that, if he wears a flannel in Chicago, I'm going to yell that at John and be like, how much did you pay my friend Alex to <laughs> wear the flannel? Yeah, right. I'm going to have a day with that. But um, I think the biggest thing, and we've talked about it here before, and you already know where I'm going with this. Uh-huh. Thank you, Brett Lauderdale, for booking Sawyer Rack in Chicago. Oh, yeah. You were saying that last time. Thank you, Brett. <laughs> Thank you, Sir Brett. Brett, I think Brett may have listened to this episode and been like, yeah, I'm going to book her for Lawrence. Like, I don't know. But thank you, Brett. Um, he just uh, probably realizes that she's awesome. It's again, everybody likes her. Lawyer <laughs> season is rampant, is wild. She's getting booked at Black Label Pro, dude. She got booked at BLB. Her, I could see her <laughs> uh, going on to like AW Dark. I really could. Kylan's there and they team together yeah. in matches. Um, why Sawyer not? Lawyer is the next, she is the next big deal in women's deathmatch wrestling. I mean, Rina Yamashita is the big deal now, but Sawyer's like waiting in the wings. Sure, yeah. I mean, like, and she has a definite chance of winning that one next. Yeah, I mean, her and Charlie Evans is. I don't think the Chicago fans are ready for that. No, I've seen both of them wrestle. I don't think my Chicago crowd's ready for that. I don't so, think wait, they're so ready. Sawyer's facing Charlie. Okay, okay, that'll be good. That's gonna be. Again, Charlie's another one who is an absolute gem. Awesome, mm-hmm. awesome. Um, literally has I've said this, and this is kind of I don't want to say if this is a hot take, but if you want to talk about wrestlers who have redefined independent wrestling, she's one of those. Yeah. She has made it her goal to like destigmatize the whole intergender. Charlie for sure is always like she's, always She's just good at what she does, and she doesn't need like a label or something to do that. And um, it was funny at NGI last year when she was the surprise entrant, and um, her and Al, I literally told people, I was like, I do not want to see her versus Alex Cologne because I was like, I I don't know who I could cheer for, I really don't. And then it happened, and I'm like, crap, Brett just I think Brett reads my mind. Or something, and but that was a hell of a match. You're a good I, booker, Lauren. I, 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 I'm a good booker that keeps it within the realms of reality. Is mm-hmm. what I say. That that could be true. Yeah. And um, but really, man, I mean, there's just so much going on. Yes, as I as you heard earlier, I'm going to Detroit for Horror Slam. Um, really sad. Actually, a couple listeners of the show were the ones who got me front row for that um shout out to my good friend noah forbes for getting me the hookup for um horror slam so i'm gonna be meeting up with him and then of have course you ever been to horror slam before no it'll be I my heard it's a blast i heard it's like <laughs> i heard it's nuts dude i've heard it's yeah nuts. yeah that's what i heard and so um, i'm excited to see how that goes i mean me and joel bayman are gonna be meeting for the very first time by the way so. that's awesome it's gonna be a reunion like a not even a reunion it's gonna be like a first time meeting yeah you guys are gonna like, embrace 
Uh, oh, yeah. I, I, I messaged Joel today, by the way, and I told him to give me Tim Tams for when he comes. What are those? It's like the candy or whatever. It's like, I, I, let me find it for you. But because I was like, because ICW did their birthday wish for him. And they said, oh, yeah, enjoy your Tim Tam slams. Tim Tams. Yeah, like it's called Tim Tams. It's like Vegemite. I don't know. It's like a cookie. It's okay. Like a cookie. Okay. Yeah, it's like an Aussie cookie. It's like a cookie. I'm like, I want me some Tim Tams. Tim Tams. So I told Joel, and he's like, remind me Sunday, and I'll bring them for you. I'm like. Okay, okay. Yeah, Joel is a beast. I love Joel, man. He's And uh, dude, uh, why don't you tell the viewers the big announcement that DMDU had for the future of their company? So, okay. Um, so one dream is going to be coming out on IWTV Labor Day, Labor Day. So if you haven't got enough wrestling in your system, you get DMDU's big deathmatch tournament coming this upcoming Monday. So that, but the big news is they are starting up their own venue called the Three. 011 or the 3011 arena a nod to the 2300 arena the east yep. arena so um if you go on dmdu's twitter if you go on their socials they're promoting it um where you, it's like a fan-driven event where you can if you donate a certain amount there's different tiers um your name like your name could be on the arena if you have a brand you can have a banner you know, all this different kind of stuff. And so um, the 3011, this is like going to be their like new home. This is going to be their 2300 arena, which mm-hmm. to me is a huge step in their progression. I mean, again, in a country like Australia where deathmatch really isn't something that's like the top of everyone's list or the priority. It's not like GCW where everyone's like, oh, I want to see GCW with their ultraviolence. DMDU that has built this super show now has their own home for it. Yeah, and you can do so much more if you have your own venue. Like this is like Tremont. Look at Tremont. He can do whatever the hell he wants in there, really. Yeah. The thing that people don't think understand is like these venues that people go to, like they're so like they're so hard to get. They, you know, it's a risk. You know, they get freaked out all the time when they see the glass. And it's just like this like doesn't mix well with like private establishments. Mm-hmm. It really doesn't. Uh, it's hard to do, and and in most of the United States, you can't do it. Yeah, it just happens to be that New Jersey has no laws regarding it. It's an outlaw. And Illinois has very few venues that are like, okay, let's do. Yeah, this. even though Illinois doesn't have the laws, it's hard. You know, that's awesome for DMDU. They could uh, really, you know, go all in with it with something like this. So, um, I'm looking at their site. Which, if you want to go check yeah, this well, they out, have a site, right? Yeah. So the site itself is 3011arena.com.au. So 3011.com.au. Or 3011arena.com, I should say. So um, apparently this is going to be in Melbourne's western suburbs. So Melbourne, for those of you that know this, like DMDU home base. Um, And now... In it's called it's it's so it's gonna be the 3011 arena in Footscray will be Death Match Challengers home venue starting in late September, early October. 
Um, as you know, it is a tribute. So um, basically, they're asking for um, different um, donations. So um, the contributions that you'd be or someone on here will be giving would basically be uh, towards developing the required infrastructure, supporting administrative costs, and basically enriching the space in order to present industry standard wrestling events. Um, basically, um, these contributions alongside the revenue from the ticket sales and merchandising will continue to sustain the space into the future. So whether you buy merch, whether you um, watch an IWTV, maybe, I, I think IWTV proceeds are going to start going to the 3011. And um, the nice thing about this, and this is the thing that's really important, and I don't want to be too political, but basically for Joel and a bunch of the other guys, like they really pride themselves on being like natives of Australia. And so apparently the 3011 is situated on the lands of the Wurundjeri, Woi Wurrung, and the Bunurong peoples of the Kulin Nation, which is a huge deal. Like it's the land has never been ceded. Yeah, and basically the website right yes like it's a, like kula nation is a very big deal to joel and to like yeah uh-huh. a lot of like that's a big thing in australia apparently and so apparently like a percentage of our total revenue from this project will go towards the pay the rent grassroots collective to aid and insurance the sovereignty of first nations communities as well that's so cool. yeah they're literally giving to everyone and anything and so i mean um, here's what you get. So the range is from 10 Australian dollars to a thousand and it comes with a whole range of perks. So you get like an exclusive sticker, an exclusive t-shirt, which both are designed by the way, by the great redneck Kung Fu. If you know who that is, you know, um, you just, you know, the NGI shirt from last year, uh-huh. that was redneck Kung Fu. Okay. I and and um, if you know, Planet death, Alex Cologne gets his designs, the shirts designed by her. Okay. Yeah, um, I have. So Redneck Redna Kung Fu is very well known here in the American Indies for a great um, merch design. Then um, basically, like you could have your name printed on the T-shirt. There's a supporters plaque. Yeah. There's tickets to an exclusive sh- secret show at the new arena. So <clears> far, <throat> they've raised two, almost three thousand dollars of their fifteen thousand total from yeah. So, um, which by the way, so the secret show is basically if you're there, you get open bar and catering or a DVD yes. for international people, okay, unable to attend. Um, or you get like your name painted on the wall as venue as part of a mural for the for IWTV. Um, you can like display your brand with a small logo on the mural. I might sign up for that one. Um, reserves you could like get like reserve seating, like a season ticket pass for every event. Um, and you could like get your name brand permanently displayed on the printed banner hanging from the walls, or the big one sponsoring one of their events, like for like per dream, for example. So, mm-hmm. if you have any questions, um, go to deathmatch.under at gmail.com. So, that's really the big thing. Um, but so far, um, let's see here. Yeah, this says two twenty six thirty, but I think yours might be more up to date, about three thousand. So um, there's different ones. There's deathmatch rookie, deathmatch ready, deathmatch fan, 
Deathmatch Cornerstone, Deathmatch Champion, and then last but not least, the Deathmatch Legends, which is the $1,000 tier. So those are all the tiers. And um, it looks like a nice little venue. This is going to turn out really well for them, I believe. I don't know how you feel about this, but... No, I think this awesome. is a great, I think, I think this is a great, there's not a lot of companies that think this forward. I mean, yeah. mind yeah. you, I've been an avid follower of DMDU since literally your dose of death started. Mm-hmm. I've known about it since this podcast has started. Uh, me and Joel have been friends for a good while now. And <laughs> the ideas he had, the, the way his shows were built, these are easy, digestible shows, people. If you haven't watched dmdu i mean their catalog is very it's not the smallest but it's big enough to like get you through a day of binging yeah what i do it's pretty digestible and you can watch dream the first one you could watch um they have there's some awesome matches i mean cologne went cologne's been there um jimmy lloyd's about to be there for dreamer has been already um you're getting some really quality content and um it's going and they're one of the most progressive promotions you'll ever see they probably have the best website for an indie promotion too yeah just looking at it now and it's so organized they have roster champion pictures like yeah like nobody nobody else that's incredible i love i love a good website i used to go on wwe.com as a kid and tna and mess around on the website love websites um but so the big thing here as well um i mean it's really unfortunate that this happened but cal butcher and vixen um were gonna come here for king of the queen of the death match and um both of them i talked about them they were really gutted about it but i mean you have guys like joel coming up next jordan sanson york who both are in dream of um york's now going to be a two-time entrant in the dream tournament um you have some guys from dmd that are going to make a mark on the worldwide landscape of wrestling very soon and i mean look if you want another person who really benefited from dmdu who we've talked about earlier charlie evans charlie sure. evans had some fantastic matches in dmdu but um some other people i want to give a shout out to if you don't know this roster i mean callen dixon Mad Dog is like one of the pinnacles of Australian deathmatch wrestling. Um, who else? Um, Damian Rivers, who was kind of the deathmatch ace before DMDU started, and he's kind of malformed into this new heel. Um, he was undefeated for a really w- long time for DMDU's history in deathmatches until I believe a couple months ago. Um, who else? I mean. York. York, yes. Jordan Sampson as well. Uh, Will Walker's a guy who I really got to give a shout to. Young, young dude. Crazy as hell. I don't know if you watched any Will Walker matches. Him and Joel have had a series of matches. I remember Will's first death match in DMD was against Vixen. And they brought out like Cactus. Yeah. I'm like, I'm like, are you serious, dude? This is your first death match, and you're using freaking cacti. Um, he's awesome. Um, Cammy Crawford, who, if those who don't know, he was the former Atlas CC Whitaker, um, who's now kind of become this death match star under DMDU. He went from doing a light tube death match with Joel under his old gimmick to now being like a legit death match dude. 
Uh Um, And um, I know also shout out to Vic Craig, a good friend of the show as well. Um, A good friend of race at Faces and Fields, a guy who is one of the first New Zealander guys to be doing death match. He runs um, Heathen Combat out there. And um, if you you go on Faces and Fields with Vic Craig, there's a very special announcement that I cannot discuss just yet, but it's very big for those of you in the Oceanic countries. So um, give a, a huge shout to Vic Craig, who runs Heathen Combat, who was also in Dream as well so i mean that so many people more than me i feel like you just, i keep my eyes and ears and i mean mind you i've built a rapport with dmdu for over the last year i've sponsored shows i feel like and, i don't know anyone i feel like i know joel well dmdu again is one of those promotions that like yes they're on IWTV, but like unless you're like following them unless you're covering them you're not really like up to date because remember their shows are like two weeks back it's on like, release it's like freedom except except like except they're putting out more shows on more international markets than they could have ever imagined what like, freedoms no dmdu oh yeah 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 like like most international promotions envy dmdu in the sense like they have a plan for not just their own domestic market but for an international market. I mean, I don't think as I've talked to Joel, he never realized how big of traction DMDU had from the very first show. And that also goes to show something that I think me and you both really like is wrestlers of fan interaction is so important in this day and age, especially on Twitter, especially on the social media. Like they like when when there's a show on here. The DMD wrestlers, they're like, if you tag them or whatever, they'll respond back. Like, yeah, the, they're pretty the little, the little things like that go a long way in getting the reach. So, for I mean, sure, if you're in a niche market, then yeah, exactly. You know, you got a, a small community. Um, <laughs> yeah, but I'm definitely gonna give a look, give something to the arena. I think that's a good idea. Yeah, um, I think we both will as well. Also, um, yeah. I forgot we 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 discussed it before this episode what we we're gonna like shoot the you know what about uh and we forgot to mention this but congratulations to drew parker on becoming yes. the champion defeating daisuke masaoka wow i forgot night. about that um crazy i have not seen the match it hasn't I have any, it's, anywhere it hasn't but I got pictures from Stephen A and uh, it looked crazy. Um, they apparently went super hard and just beat the living crap out of each other. And it was, a great I, I saw, I've seen some photos on Twitter and Drew literally looks like he's coming straight out of a horror movie. Yeah. It looks oh crazy. my Lord. And now Drew is a, uh, along with Takeda, a triple crown death match yep. champion winning both ones in Japan, big Japan freedoms and the ultra violent championship. Yeah. So that's a that's huge. He's like and Drew and dude. Drew did it in quicker time. Yeah, this is nuts, dude. Uh, the, yeah. I put on Twitter because shout out to Alex Menes for posting like the accolades. This is a god tier run, Drew's on. This is god tier. This is not like this is like as this is like above S tier. This is god tier. This is literally. I mean, and mind you, 
Um, I kind of want to talk about this because Drew had kind of brought up a couple weeks ago on Twitter. He was like, he was kind of like on the fence about continuing to do death matches. He was just like, he was like, I don't know. Like, I don't know what's the end goal here. Like, what am I doing here? Like, he oh, kind yeah, of had like one of those. Thing. Yeah. And yeah. people were like, you have a point, but he's kept going with it. And he is not all, I, I put this out there as well. And you saw this. He's not a prince anymore. He's a freaking king. He's king. 100%. There's, yeah. There, I mean, I, I, I really, really hope we get a, like, if not one, we get at least two more American runs out of Drew. And I, I know Freedoms is probably not going to be the kindest on this, but I'd like to see him defend that KFC belt overseas. Well, we've seen the big Japan heavy deathmatch heavyweight in <coughs> showboat. So yes, we have. You know, and the ultra violence being defended in, uh, it's been defended in Freedoms and Big Japan. So hopefully we'll see a title defense here. Yeah, I, I think, I mean, Drew yeah. is just on another level. Well, I, mean, I want to see Joel also take the Australian belt to ICW, put that on the line too uh, against I, I don't think it's going to happen. I, I don't think he'll defend the Australian deathmatch belts if he won it, wink, wink. Um, but yeah, I didn't know what to do about that. I literally like made a post and then okay, yes, we'll we'll go into it because again, it's live. It was live there, and kind of half of us already got spoils. But well, they shared it, so it's fine. So yeah, yeah. it's very good. Congrats, Joel Bateman, on winning Dream. (laughs) Yes, Um, and the bell and the bell. Um, Callan and Joel was the final, which was Callan was trying to go for the repeat. He was trying to. He was trying to be like Alex Cologne, who may or may not have kicked. He was, he was, he may have not been trying to be like the guy who may have beat his ass a while back. Okay, um, but no, congrats, Joel. But yeah, he he is a he's a three belt champ right now. Mm-hmm. He's got the Heathen Combat Belt. He has got the ICW No Holds Barred American Deathmatch Belt. Mm-hmm. Now he's got the Australian Deathmatch Belt. Yes, I mean, does. I was gonna say. Forget about Kenny Omega collecting belts. Forget about a double collecting belts. Joel Bateman's the real belt collector of deathmatch wrestling right now, and we need to recognize that. Ooh, I also was just sent something before. You know, kind of wrap it up. Yeah, October sixteenth de octubre e octubre. Octubre. Agano versus Joey Janela in a dream match. Zona twenty three versus GCW on fight. Oh my god! Wow, let's go, Pagano, Pagano. That's that's a good, that's a cool one, Pagano. Man, that's another guy who doesn't get much American presence anymore. It's a bummer. Uh, he's so dude, Pagano's so good. I like Pagano. He had I that seeing him at, at uh, in Dallas. I'd never seen him before. Dude, what did you think of Pagano? Well, I didn't see him. I went to. Oh, I went to. Um, oh, no peace. No peace. Yeah. But yeah, it was Pagano and um, Sadika in that Lucha Extrema match. Yeah. Um, but you know, Pagano's awesome. He's he's so dope against Janelle of all people. Oh lord. Yeah, Joey's Janelle, gonna have his hands full. Janelle's going to Japan too for this Freedoms show. So who knows? Maybe we'll see. You know, Joey get a little ultra violent over there. I like Deathmatch Joey. Awesome. I, I do too. I've I have always enjoyed Deathmatch Joey, but man, we went through a lot. It has been 45 plus minutes, y'all. We are just 
Chug-a-lung, rolling with the punches, as they say. Mm-mm. Um, but yeah, this was just kind of a shoot the shit episode. We will literally, I'm literally just gonna tell Mikey and Ryan, can we just name it the shoot the beep episode? Yeah, shooting the shit <laughs> on a shoot um, But yeah, you um you guys have been awesome though for supporting your dose of death. This was kind of just more like a chill night for us routinely, but um I think I think that's about it, unless you have any last remarks or anything like that. Um no, not really. Uh thank you everybody for their your continued support. Continue to support Lauren and uh the good people uh in the deathmatch industry. Oh yeah, and I mean I'll say the same support Mike at Kings Road Wrestling, literally the hardest working content creator out there today. Um literally without Mike, Deathmatch Wrestling would not have as big of a platform as it does. I'm dead serious when I say that. Um, that's all I care about is just uh, putting it out there <clears throat> and I mean for one I mean support the deathmatch community as Mike already said um, yeah but I'm, I'm, I got a busy few weeks I got literally several wrestling shows that are going to span the next three days um, and then of course it's going to be in Detroit for Horror Slam. I'm going to be everywhere and anywhere. It's like I don't really the... have that many shows coming up. I'm kind of sad, but I am. I'm job hunting, so yeah, that's that's too. a process. You I was going to say you got to trust the process, Mike. I'm in the process, process, you know. So I'll be at the here and there show. I'll see you guys next month uh, at ICW. And yep. But I'm going to go to the Saturday month series and then drive over. Oh yeah, jeez, so, you're going to be gonna have a day. Yeah. But um, I think that is all we got, yeah, ladies and gentlemen. Um, thank you guys so much. From Lauren to Mike, have a good night, guys. This has been a Count Out Podcast.